Welcome, everybody. This is um, Lou Boys SC. You have Andrew and Will at your service. We have our guest buddy here, John Riley. Hello. Welcome to the show, big man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We're very excited to uh, talk about what our little adventure was this past weekend. Yeah, it was uh, really cool. You guys called me up and were able to make it happen to actually take a trip out to Louisville. And we got to see St. Louis FC play live uh, at their stadium there. Um, yes. What was, was the name of it The Lynn Family Stadium? Lynn Family Stadium, yes. Brand yeah. brand new. I think it's, it's their first year open, right? We started Brian this time, number 23, the right back. Yeah, he's consistently been getting some starts here. Right, whereas Paris usually plays right back. This time he was left back, honestly getting punished the whole game. They they both just got – oh, our defense got really punished. And then we started uh, Gagnon Lapare last time we played against them instead of Guy, and he was, he was left back previously. Okay. Um, but he was subbed out that game. So it's funny because if you look it up online, the formation that they called what what we played this past Saturday, they actually called it a four one four one. Four one four one. Which it does it did not look like that in you know, in practicality. No, they're trying to differentiate between the holding midfielder and the midfield and not have it just look like a Right. Basically what Wallfall was supposed to be the false ten and Omar was supposed to be the the eight because right. That's what I was gonna say. If if you are playing a four one four one, shouldn't Omar be getting the like the majority of possession all the time? All, all, yeah, all the, and we looked over him all game. That was not the case. Yeah, you could see the frustration on him at times. He and again, it wasn't like he looked like he had a, a particularly bad game. It's just uh, the the way the team played around it the way the team played the position it left a lot on his plate to do and offensively he just he just didn't have that possession i agree it's not really his sort of game which is why it doesn't really make sense if they want to play through him like he doesn't have the same vision of wall fall or i'd say maybe even todd wharton Mm. It's a little better distributing well, than I would. Umar. That's what I I was surprised is Todd just having Omar and Todd both in your center midfield almost just like crush it. Mm. Yeah, they're both very to me. They're both timid offensive players, and they're really only upside they have is the defensive side of the ball. You know, making sure they're around the ball, smothering it, and then moving it out. So with the pieces that we have, uh, I know you, you talked about some different formations that you would do, but as an overall strategy, what would you do differently? I, I know you're saying that. Uh, well, I think, I think they should have put Guy in sooner. The second Guy came in, did you see how many touches he got in the ball? Oh, yeah. Him and Fisher came into the game, and they almost immediately touched the ball every time. Now, they didn't make a great impact, and you look from your bench players to come on there and kind of provide an energy or even some type of a quality change in the play. And they didn't do that just simply because I feel like the whole team was in a rut and it just was not going our way from minute zero. 
Yeah, and not not to totally throw people under the bus. I don't know any of the politics to the team, but with some of the guys that did come onto the field that certainly made the offense look a lot more lively and were connecting better, they also kind of had it seemed like maybe because we were already down so much, but they kind of sh- also shared an attitude where uh, if it didn't go their way, they weren't hustling back to defense necessarily. I, I don't know. It, it seemed like, um, and I, I, I'm, I don't recall the players exactly, but it seemed like one or two of the guys that got subbed in, they looked really good. They looked like the type of jolt that you, of energy you want for your team. But when there was a takeaway, they weren't chasing that guy back down. They weren't getting the ball back necessarily. And ma- that. ma- maybe that's why they're coming off the bench. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, when you coach a team, attitudes are just as important. As, as skill level and right, opportunity. And, or skill sets even, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I, I agree with that. Um, oh, one thing we didn't mention that happened prior to the game, because <laughs> we went down to watch them warm up and, ki- and kick around. Uh, I'm pretty sure that we saw our, our starting goalie have his finger Kyle. dislocated. Yeah. yeah, Kyle. And he looked like he was in some a little bit of pain. He's pretty mad. <laughs> Went over, saw a trainer. They popped it back in, and it was, what, five minutes later that he was back out on the field? Yeah. Well, do you think he should have played? <sighs> I mean... If you're the coach, I mean, it shows a lot of guts that he wants to go out there and play. It's it's hard to shut him down. He's your number one guy. But I, I don't know. I feel like the team, I mean, could have rallied around the backup goalkeeper who is definitely, like, worthy of starting other places. Um, definitely, like, a 1A, 1B kind of situation with the keepers. Um, maybe the team would have rallied, like, hey, uh, burners thrown in there last minute. Let's... Let's rally, like, because they definitely started warming up. Uh, what would you say the backup's name is? Burner. John Burner. Burner, yeah. He started warming up quite a bit more. He wasn't just kind of kicking around once that happened. Um, and he looked, yeah, he looked like he was good to go. Do you guys feel like Kyle Morton's like attitude towards the team has been a little off? I mean, uh, you've pointed that out to me before. Will I, and I, yeah, we went to that game, what was it, two weeks ago now? Because last week when we were in Kentucky, the weekend before that, when we went to watch, yeah. there was a lot of vocal interaction between him and his center backs of displeasure. Um, so, I, you know, any, I can only guess, I can conjecture. It seemed like they agreed to something beforehand in terms of uh, goal kicks. Yeah. Which to me, it didn't work. Yeah. Well, the, the, we'll the even two center backs, them yelling at each other. The two center backs just kind of fell to the side. They were barely even outside the box. Um, they, they weren't, nobody was really in motion. It was, like I said, they were literally just kicking it up the field towards Greg every time, which, which you just, that's not a win, winning formula. Um, and we know that our, our backs can possess the ball and move it around and know how to switch it around. But there was just a, there was a beat too many to where they weren't 
taking advantage of the momentum because I felt like when you look at what the possession was in this game, especially compared to last time we played Louisville, if you recognize you're just not possessing the ball like that, you've got to win on the counter. And this team didn't play like a counterattacking team. They they had their opportunities at times. They look good, but starting from the backfield, starting from the keeper, it was not like, okay, as soon as I got the ball, I'm, I'm throwing it to, to my most trusted guy. You know, I'm giving it to this guy. At the same time, I didn't see him barking like I see a lot of other keepers do. Well, um, you witnessed him barking. Who was it that he got into an altercation with? Yeah, he and uh, Kavita were kind of shouting at each other. I think he was mad about mid-play, the poor distribution. Right? What? It was mid-play, right? Yeah, it was. They were. Yeah, he was definitely frustrated with the poor distribution from Morton and... Uh, mm. But, I mean, it's hard to blame Morton when none of those guys are really moving to get open. They were very stagnant. Right. Oh, I, I, I'm not – no blame is being placed. I just – I think Morton had an idea that was told, obviously, from the coach. And then the defensive and team had some other different idea that didn't seem like it was clicking. Two weeks ago, Morton was distributing the ball to Sam and Kavia all the time. And they barely stood in, outside the box. They stood inside the box right about yeah. the, the opposite six. Morton would give them the ball. They'd bump it up the wing, move it into the middle, and then kind of get that tip on from Kyle. Whereas this last game, I don't know if it was the rain that changed their play or if it was some type of idea that they had that they watched on film, but they just dumped the ball to Kyle all game. I mean, if, yeah, if if you're saying that you sensed friction previously, it feels like they had a conversation like about that, and they were like, look, forget that. Here's what you're doing. You're just kicking it downfield to this. This this is the main play, and yeah. and they did it, and only that. I, personally, when Kavita's got the ball, uh, I'm happy. If, if he's the one in the backfield who's got the ball, he always looks comfortable and confident. Um, you know, it... it no player's perfect, but he moves it around and switches it around just fine. Um, it was just our back half of the field wasn't really connecting with our front half of the field. Um, normally, they work their way up the wings a lot. You know, Ciceroni, we've seen what kind of work he can do. Um, when Samba's in there, he's pretty quick, but Blackwood, he's not the guy you want always running it up the field necessarily. But I feel like, you know, as you were saying during the game, if he gets one-on-one, sure, take that situation every single time. Uh, as opposed to what what was being done, which was just kind of long shot up the gut, try and win it. And if if you're doing the, the lone forward all the way at the top, at least have your midfielders have have Wharton and fall close to a little closer to him so if he's taking it off his chest every time he can actually you know just pass it to them yeah uh, and and then get a turn you know how do you guys feel about Kadeem getting a start here I feel like he is the only player subbed on that looked like he had some energy and fight in him and he 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 scored a difference maker pretty much the finalized goal Two weeks ago, he scored the third one when Sporting was having a pretty big push to try to get back. 
Yeah, he's he's looked good recent matches coming off the bench, given twenty minutes. I mean, I think he should should get a start soon. I mean, he probably will next a week from Wednesday. They have they have a midweek game. So yeah. Uh, if you felt like you wanted to give him the start, uh, is there a particular formation that you would uh, have prepared for that? Like, how do you I, think he changes the identity of the team? I almost think I would do their, their, um, their three. Is it a three-five-two that they do? It's been a while, but they have, they have done that against high-powered teams I would, like India and Louisville. I would do that and try putting Kadeem in the middle. I just don't think Wallfall and Todd are cutting it. Mm. They have they. I mean, I'm a little harsher on the midfielders because that's my my forte and I just I don't think they've been cutting it for the past five six games I think we've gotten lucky with how poor our central mid has played yeah I think that's what I read they started construction two years ago then they've got a women's team that'll make that their home as well it's very exciting it was it's super cool to see what a stadium like that looks like for a USL Champions League team yeah, and I mean, they've been an impressive team, so it's very deserving that they have such a nice facility. Uh, and for Louisville to have something that puts them on the map a little bit more than their college sports was it was just good. I felt like there were a lot of good vibes there all around. Yeah, I, I think it helps that their uh, college team does pretty well in the men's and women's soccer realm. So it's, it's definitely a... Um tapped in resource they have there you know people love their soccer around there yeah i mean and you can see it's the same thing here in st louis and increasingly so with an mls team coming but if if you get fans interested you know through one avenue it just makes sense that they kind of continue on to the other and uh college sports for me it's (laughs) It's a little frustrating just because when you feel like you're getting into a good rhythm and your team's doing really solid, then people start graduating. So I, I always prefer, you know, kind of watching a, a team build and have something that they can grow on, like in pro sports. So, yeah, totally having, agree. having Louisville kind of transition over. And I mean, it, it's kind of a bigger topic about what's going to happen with the USL overall, but. I mean, even having a women's team coming in, like that that stadium, it makes sense for them to have it, and it's good to, to have that on the map. All right, I, I completely agree. And the nice part is is that we had, what, a three-and-a-half-hour drive to Kentucky to go see one of our last rival games, yeah. sadly. Yeah, I'd say normally it's about four hours, but you probably made it three-and-a-half. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Can't complain too much. Will, what, what was your thoughts on the um, the road trip? This was our first road game that we got to attend, and it could potentially be our last. I mean, the result wasn't what we would have liked, but, I mean, it was worth it just to see that awesome stadium. And I would totally make the trip again to see uh, Racing Louisville. I think that's the name of the women's team. Oh, 100%. To see one of their games in the future. Now, are they going to be a USL team? Is USL trying to get a women's, or is that going to be a potential uh, women's team uh, in the NWSL? 
Right. I know USL was looking into starting a women's league, but I'm not I'm not positive if that's going to be USL or NWSL. It, I will. It's NWSL. Okay. It is. Okay, yeah. Nice. When I was looking at their merchandise, that was what was on there. Okay. Well, I would have to say one of my favorite parts about the um, going into that was the convenience of it. Now, the parking wasn't 100% full, obviously. Nothing's operating at full capacity. But it was just really cool to see the pattern of parking that they had. Nothing was a super long walk from the stadium, whether you were a gold, purple, or green parking spot. It seemed like you could get there relatively quick. Yeah, it, it wasn't like a, a really centralized downtown location like some of the big pro sports venues. Like, you know, if, if we go to a baseball game here, Bush Stadium is hard to miss, and there's so much around it that it kind of gets cluttered up to get there. So while, while it wasn't centralized to all this other thing, nothing is that far out of the way in Louisville, but, you know, based on our trip and how, how things were for us. So they kind of structured it in a way to where, yeah, like you said, you're not taking these long walks. Like I went to a football game in Kansas City. You're like walking a mile and a half before you even see the stadium. Uh, and they have this crazy like toilet bowl parking where you have to like go into these inner circles further. I've heard further about inner... that. Oh yeah, it's it's dreadful. Versus something like this, and yeah, like you said, it wasn't full capacity. There were a lot of COVID precautions, but yeah, the convenience was good. My, I, I think what was really notable to me was how how inviting everybody was, and I mean like yeah. s- several times, several times we had people. Not do that little begrudging, you know, like, oh, you supporting the other team. It was the total opposite. It was, thank you for coming. Welcome. You know, all that stuff. Complete strangers to us. Some people worked there. Some people were just other fans. And I know that, you know, the U.S. has never quite had the same level of hooliganism as there are in other places. But usually you expect a little bit of, like, begrudging, you know, ha, in your face, you just lost, you know, your team lost kind of attitude. And it was the total opposite. People were like thankful that we were, you know, visiting and putting dollars towards their team. Do you think a lot of that ties in with the fact of like COVID and all that, that people are just excited to see somebody in a stadium representing their team? Cause it's just, it's not the norm right now. Oh, well, Will, do you have a take on that? I mean, it could have a little something to do with it. I think it's just more of, Maybe it's just more of soccer fans in general. They're just kind of like a a friendlier bunch, maybe than like a a group of football fans would. Just in my opinion, would probably be pretty more Rowdy. like mean, yeah, right. mean and snarky to the opposing fans. I mean, I got that vibe as well. But honestly, when it comes to baseball, if people are there for the Brewers fan, I'm never like a, a jerk. But you know, sometimes it's kind of fun to be like. You know, to have that <laughs> that ad- adversity or, yeah, th- this whole, like, oh, I can't wait to see their reaction, you know, when yeah. when their team just went down. But I, th- I think maybe there's some factor to it just being COVID-related that everybody knows it's harder to get around. It's harder, you know, there's there's extra risk in going outside of whatever your normal bubble is. But, yeah, no, I, I felt like it was just kind of overall goodwill, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely represented the stadium, you know, having Lynn Family Stadium as your name, just a very inviting, kind atmosphere that really made for a great road game to go attend. 
you know, because thinking on the field, you know, we have a good, good rival with Louisville right there. Right. Yeah, it did feel wholesome. It, it felt it felt very wholesome overall. Uh, I liked I liked the precautions that they were taking. It wasn't. It didn't feel too over the top. It was sensible. We had plenty of space around us because they had kind of roped off. I don't know what was it, half the half the seats. Yeah, if not more. I if mean, not it looked more. like they only roped off seats that were not purchased almost. Right, and I don't know if they were limiting purchasing or if they were intentionally spacing things out or what have you, but yeah, it, we weren't we weren't anywhere near anybody else. Uh and they had they had a video playing during the thing where, you know, they they kind of made light of it. They had some of their players acting in it as well, talk, talking about how you should keep your mask on at all times. And if you don't, it's a two-strike system. Only they, of course, yeah, they're using yellow and red cards. Yeah, yellow and red cards. So if you get a red card, you, you got you got to, you're out. You know, get escorted yeah. out of the stadium. Which might sound harsh, but just showing that that they're taking it seriously and that everyone's on board. They had a lot of they had kind of a, a role of of the players saying, you know, hey, for our health, for your health, for everyone's health, do this. And even if it's an obvious thing or it's something that everyone's pretty much on board with having that statement come out i don't know it, it always just makes it seem like okay yeah this isn't somebody trying to oppress me it's everybody everybody thinks this is a good idea and again that just kind of led to the whole wholesome feeling of the, of the whole thing it was yeah it was uh it was sensible what they did i think I, when they said the attendance it was a little over a third of their total attendance. yeah it was like 40 it was like four and a half Four and a half thousand, four thousand five hundred, somewhere around there. Right, somewhere around there, and it it seats like it thirteen thousand. Yeah, about thirteen thousand fans, I believe. Yeah, so um, a little over a third. More... It didn't. It didn't look a third full. So uh, you know, sometimes tickets are purchased, people aren't there, or right. never take their seats or something. But yeah, well, that's similar to us. You know how we had you sitting over by us. Right. Obviously, there were some seats that were either purchased and not occupied or something went there. Right. And everybody wasn't funneled to the bottom because it didn't really look like anyone was concerned with stopping people from that. Anyway, exactly. so th that was the setup to where the game was and, and the overall feel for it. Yeah. So now to get a little bit more towards the soccer realm, I, I only have one more like stadium question. What was your guys' take on the grass field? I absolutely loved the fact that they had a grass field. Yeah, it looked great, and I didn't even recognize it as grass immediately. Usually you can see big marks or stains or discolorations or something like that when something's been played on a bit. It wasn't until we went all the way to the ground level I was looking at it, and I had to kind of do a double take. Then, of course, they had the divot team come out, and that was the other tell. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's just so challenging to find stadiums more and more these days that have grass. So that was just appreciation I had for the stadium that just kind of hit home. I'm like, man, that's, that's true soccer playing it on the grass. Well, you want to get us started on some of the soccer talk? What, what? <sighs> I, I mean, I guess I don't even want to <laughs> like rethink, relive this Keep game. Keep it in the back of your mind. Come on, put it back there. Let's just erase it. Yeah. I think we could play it over again. <sighs> a a do-over would be nice. <laughs> I'll even go back. I'll go back. I'll do that. Yeah, it could it couldn't be any worse, but uh yeah, a three nothing loss. 
Um, I mean, I got bad vibes from the start when they put out a new lineup and they typically have, they put out a formation, a four, five, one, I believe. Yes. Which was the first time all year doing that. I mean, you're late in the season. These guys aren't, these guys aren't used to that. I would have stuck with either the, the four, three, three seemed to have been working the past few matches or oh. even they've done a, they've done like a three, five, two before. Which I'll is... have to say, I was excited for it. Yeah. I was really excited because if you looked at Louisville's players, you know, they had those two players, the winger, and kind of like a false nine acting as if a 10 really caused the most trouble for St. Louis. So I understood the 4 5 1 because it kind of clogs the middle, but also makes defense really stacked. But their performance of it was just so, horrific. Yeah, horrific. At, at its best, you're supposed to just gobble up the ball in the midfield every time, right? Exactly. You're supposed to be able to, like, okay, maybe... Double everywhere. Right. You're Maybe you're not as quick to counterattack in some ways, and, and your guy up top has got to do a little extra work. But at its worst, which was kind of what we saw, it's that people are getting through unmarked you're you're not sticking with your guy and it, and it's it's easy to cut them apart right and if you're not doing playing the full field like every player f- playing the full field there's just these big spaces that you allow you just it was not hard for them to feed the ball through on their right hand side i think it was number 10 and number 36 um just kind of easily doing doing running the same thing um, just getting the guy all the way out to the wing. And Louisville didn't even make the most of every opportunity. They they kind of had some pretty squandered chances. But, yeah, the chances were early and often. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It was, it was definitely – you could tell that some players were trying to guard space and other players were following players and just everything got discombobulated. The defense wasn't connecting well with the midfielders and then – you know, Kyle Gregg up top was left on an island. I mean, you you you'd see him struggle to try to hold on to the ball, and there's just there's nobody around him. We one, looked tired. One factor that I wonder about that um, is that it was raining. There was kind yeah. of a, a light rain to a little. It, it never got really heavy, but it, it was a full on rain for uh, the start of the match. Almost into the whole match. Yeah. I mean, I'd say it stopped at like the 60th minute. Right, exactly. And so when you've got a single guy up there like Greg was, who uh, like the the play was to give him the ball from the goalie. <laughs> Any goal kick was supposed to go like directly to him, which you can do sometimes, but that, you know, people weren't really showing for that. And they were, you know, they were pressing our backs the whole the whole time, the whole field. But when you've got slick ball, you know, wet conditions, maybe it's a little more difficult for him to chest that ball down every time. Maybe it's a little harder for him to to create space in order to get the ball. It, it didn't look like he had the worst game. It just didn't look like he was well-supported. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. Well, who were the two um, people in that they don't typically put in? For St. Louis? Yeah, did they have any changes, or was it a pretty typical lineup? I think it was it was pretty normal. We had um, Wall fall back. That's what was different. 
Right. He so, was, he's been out the past two games. Well, he, he he was in the last time versus Louisville. Uh, they started Blackwood this time versus last time we played them. We had Somb. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. we haven't seen Somb in a while. Yeah, uh, yeah, he went out late in that game, and I don't think he's been back since that one. Um, otherwise, I mean, Kadim hasn't really played in the middle this year. I, no, I but he's it, been cutting the ball a lot into the middle. And he's someone that does a really great job in tight spaces with the ball in his foot. I could see him being kind of your attacking midfielder. And then you can pull Todd and Wallfall back, even Omar back into more of a holding position and kind of let Kadeem play in front of them. Okay. Almost like a okay. four diamond rather than um, a flat a flat two and then having one in front and one in behind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, that'd be interesting. He tracks back really well. I mean, it's it's about the end of the season. It's it's time to give anything a shot, you know? Not that that's such a crazy idea, but, you know, it, it wouldn't hurt a lot. I think sometimes, like, with the whole goalie situation, yeah, Morton's your guy. He's your starter. We have, like... I, I would compare it this way. Think about how often the St. Louis Blues have had two goalies that are like a one and a one A, like you were saying. If one of them even just jammed their finger or dislocated or, or whatever it was that happened during warm up, wouldn't you think that'd be enough to be like, great, fine, bring the other guy in, let him play? Yeah. And so what I'm saying is, in some of those situations, it can be a thing of pride or like, okay, well that guy's got the starter title, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's up to him to give up the reins, which most athletes will not. Um, versus if, if uh, as a coach, you're saying, if, if you're calling the shots more tightly, you're like, look, this is an important game, but we've got a great bench player just the same. Give the other guy the start. Make sure that you're good, that it's nothing more serious. And take that attitude with some of the other places and say all right it's towards the end of the season we can take a little bit more risk we can try some different things out because i mean they didn't look bad heading into this game but this was a wake-up call of a game Mm -hmm. i i I agree go ahead will yeah i'll yeah i'll be interested to see what they do with the goalies going forward if there is kind of like a little if there is something more there with Morton maybe not getting along with all his teammates. Right. It just and... has been a little bit of a vocal battle back there. Not a good one. Yeah, yeah. It's okay to show frustration, but it's it's okay to have some level of discord that means you care. Yeah. Versus but... you know people just kind of walking around and and you know you can see it their attitude. But yeah, if it's if it's too much talking, it's it's not enough playing. Yeah. And Burner looked. Great in this one start, I think it was a it was the one one draw against Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, yeah, it's unfortunate he's only gotten to play once this year. Probably expected a f- few more starts every now and then. Coach likes to stick to what he's got. Not that that's a bad thing, right? He's definitely stuck with this same lineup for a few games now, so it should be time for some changes. Yeah. Yeah, I, 
I don't know. It, it, I guess it, it also depends on how you look at it in terms of what's on the line. Well, now that you brought that up, I mean, the game this weekend, I know I've said this every week, but that's a must win. Oh, absolutely. We've, we have backed ourselves into a little bit of a corner here. We're four games or four points behind Indiana. Uh, yeah. Or are we five? No, Indy's got 22. We've got 18. Yeah, we were five behind Louisville. They just beat Indiana, so we trail Louisville by eight, and we could come within one point of Indy with a win. Yeah, Saturday. so we we really have to we have to come out firing this weekend. Hopefully, being home gives the boys a little bit more comfort, and we can kind of play on, you know, I, turf. You know, they you could tell they were not used to the the divots or the uneven ground and the different type of roll grass well, changes a play drastically or e- even compared if, to turf, even if you, you can adjust to that and that's not so bad, the rain on top of that, you know, that's, that's, that could have been it. So yeah, bringing back that comfort of this weekend could, you know, the home turf can always make a big difference. Uh, yeah. We're playing Swill Park Rangers, right? We play Kansas City again, correct? Yeah, technically um, Sporting KC too. Sporting yeah, KC too. Okay. They just changed their names this year. Yeah, gotcha. Um, we we've we've kind of had a really back and forth battle with them these past two games. I know the scoreline last game was three one, but it. I mean, it came, they scored the first goal in the fiftieth minute or so, right out of half and. I mean that put St. Louis on their heels. They they had to they had to come out and get two quick goals to to answer them. Mm. Once once we got those two goals, it it was it's not like Kansas City's going to go lay down. They're looking to to mix up and mess up the playoff battle up atop the three teams because when you got a race this close and your team that's already kind of out of the run, you love making everybody else's life hell. Oh, absolutely, and and you're not trying to pace yourself for a postseason. <laughs> no, you're yeah. just you just wanna you wanna take it to them and just make them feel bad. No, it is funny because you mentioned how uh, St. Louis FC went down by a goal because as we were watching the Louisville game, they scored in what the 38th minute. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and while that wasn't was that the one where we kind of we just kind of gave it away. <laughs> Maybe not, but it, it it felt like it felt like it wasn't the hardest. It, it felt like a breakdown in defense. And, yes, um, and so it was. That was the one where they lost twenty nine behind the defense, right? And and Todd was arguing with him or doing some type of extra, and then all of a sudden, yeah, hope and no. he just kind of stood right. Yeah, yeah, right back there and tapped it in i mean it was a complete defensive breakdown yeah so and i mean don't get me wrong credit where credit's due they capitalized on some of the mistakes but it didn't look like like and they generated some opportunities they got a lot of corners same as last time we played them to a draw um it was about the same imbalance of corners and whatnot but they weren't they didn't look really lethal off of corners it was kind of the 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 fumbles of of 
FC defensively that, that opened up this game for them. But it is funny how it seems like St. Louis, we, we kind of tend to go down by a goal before they really turn the engines on. So we were ho- hoping that that would happen this past Saturday, but um, yeah, not always a, a comforting trend to watch with your team. Mm-mm. Not at all. So who are you looking out for in terms of Kansas City looking forward? Who are the players to watch in, in your mind? Harris is always going to be a struggle. Yeah. he's He just broke the record as the youngest player to get 20-plus goals in a USL season. Good God. And he's only like 20 years old, right? And he's done that in the COVID era. Wow. You know, I mean, Will, are we playing as many games as we would have? Yeah, I don't know how much the schedule's been disrupted. I know the t- the timing of the games got messed up a bit. But... Well, it's I know we're pl- we're not playing as many teams, but I'm not sure how that um, relates to the amount of games we would have played uh, against different teams to now. Okay, you know we're playing we're playing a decent amount of games, but they're all against the same four teams so that there's not as much exposure right and that travel isn't as far yeah except for when you know in a regular season you'd be playing multiple different teams you'd have the u.s open cup going all these other factors going of play and interaction that i'm not i'm not sure i just i find it impressive that he scored 20 goals well yeah the this the season's almost over right um he had 25 matches in 2019 and in 2020 he's got 12. Yeah, and he's got 20 goals. Uh, are you sure that's not combined with a part of 2019? Cuz it oh, says he's got seven, seven goals this year, 12 last year. I don't believe so for Wilson Harris. Uh, I I believe they they said I can I can look it up real quick. I mean, I just know he, he's like an, a, a very dynamic and powerful forward for them. He always causes us issues. Yeah, I mean, he's almost six feet tall as a forward that can already cause headaches when they've got the other tools at their disposal. Yeah. Hey, Will's back. Oh, there he is. Hey, sorry about that. Well, Will, give us your insight on some of these players that you should be worried about against FC this weekend. Since you're ditching me for the game this weekend. <laughs> well, yeah, like you said, Wilson Chandler. Is that his name? Wilson Harris. Wilson, Wilson Harris. Harris, yeah. And then there's like Mon Premier up top. He's also pretty dangerous. Mm. They have, I mean, I'm pretty scared by all three of their forwards. Jeez, yeah. he's six foot tall himself. Mon Premier. Yeah, they've got some height, they've got speed and. They can finish. So. Are are they like a strong set piece team? Not really. Hmm. Uh, I would I would say they're a very dangerous counter attack team. I I want to say counter attack, but I almost feel like they possess really well as well. Well, wow, that was a lot of wells. I just <laughs> they possess the ball. And they attack in such a dynamic way that they go long ball, but as soon as they get into your half, 
it, they're they're no longer in a rush to score the ball. They're willing to work it around their D and all the way back to the other side multiple times before even looking for an opening or shot. Uh, I mean, in terms of possession, though, FC's got to have a better showing than this past week. I I, th- I think they were like thirty-five to sixty-five percent possession. Yeah. Um. So wh- whatever they do, whether they keep all these midfielders and call it a four-one-four-one or a four-five-one, call it whatever you want, they've just got to connect some passes a little more and hold, just hold on to the ball. It it changes. It's such a big element of the game that that can change to where even if you're behind, you can make the other team feel like they're losing just for making them chase you more. Yeah, I agree. I just hope we come out here, we play a tough game, and we we get back kind of what we deserve. I feel like with the way we've been playing, we deserve to make a run for the playoffs, and I hope the boys don't allow themselves to get all wrapped up into the competing for it, that they lose sight of just kind of playing the game in, in the best way that they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because there's there's a lot of guys on the – team with promising futures even if it's not on this team in this iteration yeah yeah they do have a lot to play for so i hope they just put this past weekend out of their mind and play like they had been before Louisville. yeah I, I don't mean to make it sound like the sky is falling necessarily it, it it's a little disappointing when you travel to a team and they have a bad result um and you know I, I don't know if this is the type of podcast or we're calling players out by name or what have you. If if you saw any of the substitutions and when they happened, they, there were definitely some, some weaker links that just it wasn't their day necessarily. But, um, you know, that's kind of the fun of this team is that they, they can, yeah, they can put up some games like this, but, I mean, put them against some of the best teams and they still – put up a really strong fight mm-hmm. and agree yeah well boys that was that i think that was a great conversation yeah i, I really appreciate you guys having me on appreciate going to the game and if will's ditching are you going with with uh, your brother this time andrew um, so I'll just announce it now to have, I'm having my buddy, John Ames come with me hey. to kind of, uh, take a little, uh, talk here on the, the pod with me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I know he follows all the European leagues pretty closely. So we're very excited to have him on Yeah, and, uh, see kind of the insight that he has. This will be his first USL game. So nice. hopefully it can be a great one and kind of make history by putting us a little closer to the playoffs yeah let's bring home a dub mm-hmm. must win must win must win well guys you've heard it here STL we're coming for you.